0: And, and so I just tried. I just loved the repertoire. I just tried. And I remember really actually during the audition, it was the first real encounter with what what it means to conduct for ballet. And Paul, Paul Murphy was very nice because we had a little bit of time before the final round We're in the studio with the dancers. And he explained us, uh, to us a little bit of... And what to look for, what to, what to do with when the dances are in the studio. And I thought it was extremely interesting, I, and I immediately liked it,
1: honestly. Today, I'm talking to conductor Charlotte Politi about the Lambert Fellowship at the Royal Ballet and Birmingham Royal Ballet. But Charlotte, it's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Very nice to meet you, too. Yeah, and you're in Birmingham. No, actually, I'm in London now. I live oh, I
0: in London, and when I need to go to Birmingham for work, then I'm based there with the oh, ballet, or with the CBSO, because I also got that assistantship recently, so I sometimes I'm there also for City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra.
1: Okay, so but initially you came from uh, America, uh, did you live in Michigan, or you studied in Michigan? I only
0: studied in Michigan, I was there for two years, But
1: um, originally, I'm from
0: Florence. I was born in Paris, actually. It's a bit complicated. Oh, (laughs) okay. That's interesting. (laughs) But I grew up in Italy. My my father is Italian, so I'm half French, half Italian. I grew up in Italy. And then I stayed there most of my life until I decided to go to Germany to study conducting. Then I did two and a half years there. And then I did two years in the US, in Michigan.
1: And that was it. Oh, I see. Okay. And um, this is a, um, a fellowship, the, the Lambert Fellowship, that you are busy with. And tell me, how did that come about?
0: Well, I just saw the opening, and I thought it was a very interesting position, first of all, uh, because it was in London. Um, so the, the fellowship is half in, in with the Royal Ballet in London and half with the Birmingham Royal Ballet. And I thought it was a really interesting position. I just decided to apply and I was lucky enough to win that audition, um, which was also very lucky because it was just before the first lockdown 2020. And it was really like March 12th, 2020. Um, so, And I was supposed to start September 2020. Then, unfortunately, it wasn't possible because the activity wasn't... Uh, like the regular activity of the Opera House and the and the Birmingham Ballet. So they decided to postpone it one year, uh, but I was lucky enough that I just had to wait a year and then I, I could start September 21. So now I'm finishing my
1: first season with them. Okay, well, is it, isn't it it wonderful? Because uh, this sounds to me very typical to what many artists say, to me, before, uh, in during the lockdown, was, you know, it was something like I just had this wonderful project coming up, and then it was lockdown. And we hear you, you also talking about this, you know, just uh, this happened. But how wonderful that you could uh, then go in the end and and you know do it exactly. Yeah. Now, what was it about this? Fellowship, you said that you really it looked interesting because you're working really with two great companies uh, to, you know, and and you're working in ballet, ballet conducting.
0: Yes, well, the thing is that uh, as many other musicians or conductors. Um, I didn't know much about ballet before. Of course, I knew the repertoire, the musical repertoire. Uh, of course, when uh, the repertoire that we know is probably the, the most beautiful that there is in ballet, because everybody knows the suites by Tchaikovsky and Prokofiev, of course, but um, I had no idea about all the other uh, musical repertoire that there is typical for ballet. But uh, the 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 audition, for example, the audition repertoire was wonderful. I didn't have much time to prepare, which was a little bit of a surprise, but I, I was so happy to study the music because really it's one of my favorite uh, part of the repertoire to study. So we had Rite of Spring, uh, Daphne Sekloé and uh, Tchaikovsky, of course, Sleeping Beauty and Swan Lake. And that repertoire, I really love it. I really enjoy the music so much. Um, And, but during musical studies, we don't have a chance to interact very much with dancers in general. Uh, We don't know really what is that about. And and so I just tried, I just loved the repertoire. I just tried and I remember really actually during the audition, it was the first real encounter with what what it means to conduct for ballet. And Paul, Paul Murphy was very nice because we had a little bit of time before the final round in the studio with the dancers and he explained us, uh, to us a little bit of uh, what to look for, what to, what to do with when the dancers are in the studio. And I thought it was extremely interesting I, and I immediately liked it honestly. And, and from, from then I am still learning more and more every day
1: that I'm in the studio. I learn more about how to conduct for dance. Well, you're learning from from the greats, I would say, you know, because uh, Paul Murphy has so much great experience there and uh, Kuhn Kessels at at, uh, the Royal Ballet. Um, So you are now in between the two companies. So how does that work then? Well,
0: first of all, yeah, you mentioned Kuhn Kessels and Paul Murphy and and I have to say, every conductor uh, I have worked with so far uh, has been really wonderful. It's the thing about ballet; I find it's a real team effort because sometimes rounds are very long, or may, there are many shows, so there, there isn't only one conductor uh, for for the production. There are sometimes two or three, and plus the assistants. So uh, it's a real team effort, and that that I really love. and and also with the fact that Kun Kessels is a music director both of the Royal Ballet and the Birmingham Royal Ballet. So obviously there is a connection uh, between the two companies. Mm. And how does it work? Well, it it depends. Every every season is planned and I'm uh, either covering or assisting on different productions. Um, And the difference is that in in London, I'm basically only covering, assisting um, um, guest conductors or staff conductors such as Kuhn or Johnny Lowe. Um, But in Birmingham, I also get the opportunity to conduct my own small production, which is called uh, First Steps. And it's um, a production for kids, for families. And usually it's like if if they are doing Swan Lake, for example, as, a, as the main production of that period, uh, then then I'll, I'll do the small the baby production of Swan Lake, which is an easy one hour show with the presenter with someone explaining to the kids um, a little bit of, about the dance and the action and it's a it's really nice opportunity to um, have the opportunity really to conduct. Uh, the same great music, but
1: in a smaller version. Yeah, because I think it also then takes a bit of pressure off you. It, it gives you a chance to to get to know and and to feel also relaxed in this position.
0: Yes, definitely, definitely. It's um, I think it's very carefully thought to how to uh, give me the opportunities, but not. Uh, putting me in, in positions where it could be difficult for me. I think every, everything is coming at the right pace. I didn't do much for the first three months. I only really was there to observe, to, to understand how uh, the production is made. And then slowly I started to conduct and everything feels like at the right time, which
1: is very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is wonderful because it's like you say that that observing that time observing is also so important, you know to also get you into that right mindset and to for you to not just understand what is is uh, happening, but also for you to put yourself into that position, you know, to mentally put yourself into that position.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. It's uh, yeah. The, the, as I said, the, the pace. I think
1: it's it's very nice and very well thought. Yeah. yeah. So how long is this this fellowship? Uh, the the time of this fellowship.
0: The fellowship is two years or two seasons. Um, so yeah, I have. I uh, started September twenty one, um, and I'll finish July twenty three. So now I'm. At At the end of my first season, I still have uh, a few shows in Birmingham, which I'm conducting. Um, And then I'll have my summer break and then I'm ready for next season. And hopefully um, I'll have a little bit more of work compared to last year. um, Meaning, for example, I'll get to conduct a few Nutcrackers in in Birmingham and I'll have a little bit more responsibility as well.
1: Okay. But now tell me, Where did the the love for conducting come from? What what was the inspiration for you?
0: Well, um, I think I always loved being in the orchestra. I loved the orchestra in general, the atmosphere, the music uh, that was played. And I, I started with the cello when I was little. And so I always played in youth orchestras and children orchestras. And at some point, though, I switched more seriously to piano when I was about 15, 16. My main instrument became piano, but I still loved the the orchestra above all, really. I loved the repertoire, the music, the atmosphere, everything about the orchestra. Um, And so, yeah, for a few years, I was very serious about piano. But then I realized that wasn't really it. And for me, it was really the orchestra, the music that came from that instrument. Uh that, that's what really fascinated me. And yeah, I think the only way at that point was to go into conducting. It just happened for me. It, it didn't, there wasn't really a moment where I said, okay, I'm going to be a conductor. It just slowly happened.
1: Well, I find it fascinating that many um pianists or, or many um a conductor started from piano, you know, or or the piano was somewhere along in their their journey. So, um, yeah, that's very interesting. And you say the cello as well.
0: Yes. Well, I think it's important for a conductor to at least have an experience with an, an instrument that is in the orchestra to know what it feels like to be in the orchestra. And it's very useful, of course, to have a little bit of experience with string instruments because they're very crucial when you prepare scores and it's very important to have a little bit of conscious of what is their technique Uh, but at the same time the piano is the instrument that gives you the most uh, the bigger picture so you're able on the piano to really play scores it's the easiest way in my opinion to really study scores and yeah i think especially I, i went to germany to study. And there it's it's really, really important to be able to play the piano. Uh, the, the entrance exam is half of it is just piano. And but because the idea is in Germany is that um, you once you graduate, you'll be able to work in a theater, in an opera house, as a repetitor, as a, as a pianist. And so that's how most conductors in Germany start their career. Um, Whereas in the US, it's a little bit different. The the piano is not necessarily at the core of of the program, but it's still very useful, I think.
1: Mm. And uh, did you come from a musical family? What was the inspiration to to start playing music for you?
0: Well, yes, my parents were extremely supportive. Uh, They are amateur musicians. They are not professional musicians, but. We had a lot of instruments in the house. we of course had a piano, and my father is, is really passionate really about instruments. so we, we had a violin, we had guitars, we had um, saxophones all kinds of instruments. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, but really like I think uh, at least 20 different instruments we had in the house. Wow. Um, yeah, so it was very natural for for me and for my brother as well. Um, yeah, we started music very young, and we were well supported
1: by my parents, of course. So you just have to make make the pick of the instruments because it was all there. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had a lot in my life already. <laughs> but um, uh, I spoke to a cellist once, and he said it was the sound of the cello. You know, he went. He actually heard it at at a science. Um, experiment where they played the the cello and and the sound of the cello. Was it for you also the the sound of the cello that intrigued you?
0: Um, Not really. I have to say because how I started actually for a little while, I actually started with the violin and it was just really just because I was very young and my brother, my older brother played the violin. And, but then I, and then again, I think it's the orchestra. I saw the orchestra after a few months. And I thought it was more interesting it was fun to play the cello. I don't know, maybe bigger instrument. I don't know. I just really liked the atmosphere of being together with other people and playing together and the cello line, I don't know, maybe it was. Yes, maybe part of it was also the sound, the lower sound Mm -hmm. that attracted me. But maybe it was also that I didn't know that anything else other than the violin existed at the beginning. And then Ah, when I saw the cello, I thought, okay, maybe that's better for me. Oh, okay,
1: but now, um, but now you say you live in London, and this yeah. must be—I mean, you—you've come from Germany to America. Yeah. Well, first from Italy, then Germany, America, and now London. So tell me, what what is the appeal of London? Do you enjoy living there? Absolutely, it's a thing. Really? It's really very alive. Uh, there are shows,
0: music every day. Um, I meet so many interesting people, and I find it a, a really fantastic city to be in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the, and the, of course, the Royal Opera House to work there must be amazing, such a privilege.
0: Yeah. Exactly, that's exactly the word. I feel very privileged every day I go to work there. It's just the opportunity to be inside the building and see the lights and all the fantastic artists that come in. It's it's really a big privilege. I, I feel very lucky. Absolutely.
1: And the uh, the repertoire that they do are they mostly classical works that you that you uh, work on or that you that is part of the program that you work on.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that's right. Uh, especially this first year, I didn't get really to assist or. Uh, cover any new work. Uh, although the, the opera house, the Royal Ballet, um, has many new productions and contemporary productions, but I think the idea to start is to really lower, l- learn the core of the repertoire for ballet. So really, this this season I got to learn the basics. And so I only did uh, Nutcracker, Giselle, Swan Lake, um, Romeo and Juliet. Really, the the standard repertoire, um, yeah. But it, it's it's really it's a really good start. And of course, the thing is that doors are always open. So I got to see a little bit of this new production, like Water for Chocolate. And I, I, of course, I can go see what, what else is going on. Uh, although, yes, for now I haven't really been uh, directly um, in
1: in those productions. Well, you know I spoke to Jonathan Lowe um a while ago and and he gave all these uh the differences between just you know just having uh, conducting a, an orchestra for just uh, orchestral music and the ballet and um what are the things that you never knew about the ballet that you that you discovered during this course
0: um well, just, uh, I would say the pace of it, how, how you learn a piece and what what's to look for. Um, the thing is that um, most of the time, I think we just try to find a, a point of contact with, with the, the dancers, with the dance. So, uh, and there is something why it's, it is slower in a way, that the pace of, Putting together a show. Uh, if I think when, when I go to conduct um, a symphonic orchestra, like for example with the CVSO, which is a great orchestra, and, but everything happens very quickly. You know, sometimes it's Monday, rehearsal Tuesday, Wednesday concert, and, and that's it. Maybe there is another concert, but it's very quick. Whereas with ballet, it's probably a month, sometimes two months, or it's it can be done. And so there is a different pace, and you have to be very patient. You just go to the studio as much as possible and try to understand what's their process and what they need really from the music and where it can, where it has to be flexible sometimes and where it cannot be flexible. You have to really match what they want. So yeah, all, all these little things—it's it, quite hard to explain. In a way thank you. The thing is that you have to be there. You ha, you have to be present. Uh, whereas probably with because dancers learn together in the studio all the time. They there is no other way. Of course, maybe sometimes they watch videos. They they try to study at home and <laughs> to do their homework. But for musicians, it's way more. It, we we really study our score. Uh, carefully uh, in, in our room alone. And then we get together and we do it quite quickly. Whereas with dance, they they, they need to, to, in order to learn anything, they, they need to get together every day. Yeah,
1: yeah well, it, this is also something that he said, you know, and that, that he said also this connection, that you have to have this connection with the dancers when you, when you conduct. But now... Um, uh, th- th- tell me what are your wishes for the future well'm I'm, I'm very happy to
0: to have found something that I really love honestly because um, as I said I didn't really know what what it was to conduct for ballet and um, but now the more I learn about it the more i really the more I love it and and the, there is much more that I can learn ne- next season I'm really looking forward to Conduct, uh, conduct a little bit of Coppelia and uh, Swan Lake and Nutcracker, and I'm really looking forward to do that. And yeah, and in a way, I feel like I, I found my family, I found my place. So I'm just wishing to, to to
1: to be here as much as possible. So ballet, ballet conducting would be something that you think you would, would in, you know do in the future.
0: Yes, absolutely. Of course, there. are As I was saying, I'm also assisting uh, CBSO, and I'm hoping to do more of other symphonic works because it's very uh, artistically rewarding. Like for example, next month, next month I'm conducting the Orchestre National de Metz, and I'm doing, for example, Symphony Fantastique and uh, Firebird Suite. And that, that repertoire, it's extremely rewarding, especially when you're conducting. A very good orchestra, so i'm I'm hoping to continue to do that as well, but ballet it's something that I can see myself for the future, definitely
1: mm-hmm. well, it's interesting for me that you said that um you know when you first uh, heard the music, even then you got this excitement and and you could feel it, and I think this sometimes it it's almost that sign that this is something for you, this is something that you. Uh, would be good at or are good at you know if you get that feeling already
0: absolutely yeah exactly if um, you wake up in the morning and you're really excited about going yeah. to your
1: job it's it's a good sign for sure yeah definitely but now Charlotte i just have one more question for you and sure. can you do a shout out uh for your favorite restaurant or coffee shop there in london where do you where do you Enjoy Ooh. going for coffee. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, it's it's such a big city, <laughs> it's hard to choose. Uh, but I live, I live here, uh, near Finsbury Park, which is a, a really nice area, actually. Um, mm. and also stuff, New England, it's really nice. Well, oh, now I'm blanking actually. Um, London, I don't know. Just come to Covent Garden, just walk around, you, you'll oh, find okay. everything. In London, it's so amazing. You find everything, really. If you go anywhere, that's why I'm very happy also as an Italian. You can have a very good pizza, you can have a very good French restaurant, you really find everything. Okay, but
1: where, according to you, is the best pizza you've had in London? I have to say
0: that there is one, uh, it's called, I think, uh, Mamma Lucia. And oh. They have a very good pizza, I was very impressed. Like
1: exactly like me. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. This this question seems to be uh, a difficult question for people to answer. The shout out. The where's their favorite? Because some people have so many favorite places they can't name one.
0: <laughs> right. No. It's it's very hard. Yeah. Prepare now on the spot. It's really hard to think about it yet. Yeah, sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Have you had a snog yet? Um, the ice cream there in Covent Garden, there's a um, there's an ice cream place called Snog. And right, that- okay,
0: good to know. Because the, I, I you see I had this question for months to for Coon Kessels because when I first when I started back in September, we had ice cream together and it was really good. And it was his idea to go there and and now i cannot remember where it was so maybe that's the place maybe really no. yeah. it's, it's garden i don't remember where it is so
1: i have to ask him i don't know if they if they still exist but I, I remember that from the time i lived in in london in england uh snog and it's it's um yogurt ice cream All right. yeah okay very nice with the lovely fillings. And I remember the, the students of the Royal Ballet School used to go there often, very often with the So <laughs> he should probably know about that. Mm. Um, but Charlotte, thank you so much. It was so lovely to talk to you. And I wish you all the best uh, with this program and what you are doing. And it, it to me, it just is, uh, feels that you you found your your place you found what you are meant to do and that is ballet conducting thank you very much for having me yeah. Yeah. I was to talk to you and so have a lovely afternoon you too okay yeah. thank you Bye. thank you, Bye. Bye. Thank you.